Everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that is Josh Bennett. Because Eric Wagnus Martins is not here today; he's got a little bit of a cold, so we gave him the day off. But he's we're dead. here. We'll be here every Wednesday afternoon throughout the old PGA season. Cracking beers, of course. Clicking names. Cheers, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, one of my favorite events of the year. Uh, Josh, what do we hey. need to know? The things we need to know is that it is at TPC Scottsdale. It is. And I have a tee time. Famous myself. 16th hole. I will be playing TPC. Well, I have a tee time for March 2nd. Fun. I haven't decided if I'm actually going to go through with the tee time or not because it's $500 to play there. Oh, uh, interesting. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. But we're back to a normal event. This is a 132-player field with a cut. Scotty Scheffler has won it two times in a row. He's going for three in a row. Three, Pete. This is the sixth event of the season, Josh. There are two names that have played in all five events. Wow. Eric Cole and Tom Hoagie. So we fade because they're tired, right? <laughs> Probably. Well, you know, Eric hey, we Cole. We got a sweet spot here today. We have a new friend. Oh, bring in the sweet spot. Sweet spot. BFS. That's a new background. Well, I had this background before. I think you have a green last screen? time I was on. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, uh, the green screen just stays up all the time. So it's always behind me. And uh, if I don't have a you know a, a background, it kind of looks funny. So um Eric Darbo, thank you for joining us today. Uh, are you um you're done with your content for the week? Tell us how to look at it. Uh, I am done with the content this week. What What would you like to know? I mean, you you have a YouTube channel. This is correct. That's all. That's all you got. Do you can we find it anywhere else? Uh, no. I I kind of just make it exclusively YouTube. I'm not a huge social media person. That's why you don't really see many posts on the Twitters. Uh, I don't do anything like with Instagram or anything like that. Primarily just YouTube. So. Okay subscribe wait for the videos i usually try to post them in advance this week uh i just didn't have the time to and it was like oh 30 minutes before i'm supposed to go live i should probably post something like i'm gonna go live soon so literally that's exactly what i just did yeah because i had forgotten now uh sweet spot dfs is a youtube channel you should definitely subscribe to it in the current on the current channel he has a road to the masters going on do you you want to explain what while you're you're live working on your database live on the internet yeah so uh it's something i was talking uh about with my girlfriend i'm like you know i want another opportunity to get live during the the week wednesdays i used to do like a prize picks video but that kind of just simmered by the wayside and i was like well i don't want to do a preview monday a strategy tuesday and then whatever i used to do four videos a week and i'm like that just became really like labor intensive Mm -hmm. so i was like well what's a different way i can just like hang out with people while i hold myself accountable to get this stuff done because a lot of times thursday would just be my veg out day because it's like monday you do your research 
Tuesday, you do the video and usually I'm live for like three to four hours, <laughs> you know, like just sitting there building lineups for people. And then Wednesday, I'm actually building lineups for myself. And obviously, you know, I build 100 lineups. That's that's morphed into 180 lineups in the last few Eesh. weeks. So and they're all unique. You know, I'm looking at every single one as I, I use my optimizer going, you know what? I like this one. I don't like that one. I like this one. I don't like the next five. I like the next five, you know, so I'm looking at it. It's, it takes me like three to four hours to, to build lineups. So I'm like, yeah, I can't really do anything Monday through Wednesday before the event. So what can I do Thursday? And I'm not going to do a sweat show. I'm not going to do a showdown show. I don't have that data in front of me to, you know, feel confident being like, oh yeah, you know, look at this player because of X, Y, Z. How about this? Hold myself accountable. I'm going to build this damn website. Like this has been in the works for two years. You know, building the database has been in the works for like two, two and a half years. Let's just do this. And so the database is done. At least the the skeleton or the the bones of it are done. I can add things here and there, but basically everything that I wanted to do to put in a website, um, I have done. Now it's about building reports to publish to the website because I do have act, or I have rights to my website. I have my own domain, all that kind of stuff. I just haven't put it together because I don't have all the pieces. Okay. So, so we can join you and chat along and give you suggestions and kind of uh, ask you, pick your brain, what you're doing and how you're doing it and why you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's how Tuesday nights go. Thursday nights, people come in and are like, Hey, how's your lineup doing? You know, oh, sure. what do you think about this? What do you think about? I mean, it's a hangout okay. like Thursday nights are hangouts. Cool. Chat along with Eric Darbo, Sweet Spot DFS on his YouTube channel, and you can actually win money on that channel as well. He's giving giveaways every week. So uh, go on there and chat along, and then you can get entered into a drawing. Yeah. Um, we were just talking, actually, about there's two human beings that have played in all five previous events this season so far, and one of them's Eric Cole. The other one's Tom Hoagie. Are you afraid of fatigue? Is that a factor you uh, have in your models? Not yet, but okay. as just a human being that – that does do uh you know competitive golf burnout yeah. is a thing so okay so then i think you could look at more eric cole because he missed the cut didn't he miss the cut last week or no cut event or uh he he's he's played less farmers he missed at the farm he missed the cut that's what i'm thinking of and last week we only had three days so i mean eh, you could probably give him a break both those guys it's early in the season they're young lads get them get them going mm -hmm. uh also i've learned by watching the Twitter, that it's raining there. Mm -hmm. It is. Hail. So normally, the TPC Scottsdale, we're in Arizona. It's the desert, and it's dry and fast and firm. But not this week. Josh, does this matter? Are you going to factor the uh, weather into your lineup? Into my lineup? Probably not. I don't. As we know, Chad, I don't factor weather really into the models. Okay. Unless it's like wildly egregious which it usually never is if it's gonna rain it's basically just gonna rain all day you know i think it's um, over i think the rain is done look at okay so we're looking at Windfinder, and it says participation per participation precipitation zero i have changed my stance though chad on wind okay what does that over mean the last few weeks you don't want have, windy i've you gone from not caring about the wind at all to thinking that it matters more okay 
I got I got talked into this by my good. That's what we're here to do. We're not set in stone. I got so I can't remember if I told you this story or if I've even said the story on the show in the past. But I'll say it again because it's a good story. I had a lesson a few weeks ago, and we were talking about like hitting different types of shots because I'm trying to figure out what stock shot I'm gonna hit next year. Mm-hmm. We're talking about hitting different shots and how like wind affects how you might want to hit a shot into a green. All this, all that fun stuff. And he goes, he goes, yeah, you got to like really figure out how to, how you want to play shots into the wind because even pros struggle with it sometimes. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, when I was working with a few guys I had on tour, he said, I would go out and play practice rounds with them. And he said that wind kicks up more than like three or four miles an hour. And a lot of them just melt. They have no fucking idea what to do because they're so, a lot of them are so mechanical. They're so detailed. They know everything. The only thing they can't figure out is what how the wind is going to affect their ball. Hmm. So many of them just anytime there's a hint of wind, they just fall right apart. They got no fucking idea. So I start to I'm starting to think that wind might matter more than before. Well, okay. So then we we're looking at the Wind Finder, which is a website that's free. I don't pay for anything to give yeah. you weather updates. You got to go and find the you know, paid premium sites that allow that. This site is showing gusts tomorrow morning, kind of all the way up till mid-afternoon. Probably most of the guys are going to be on the course the whole day. It's going to be a little bit gusty. Now, after about 3 p.m. local time, it gets softer in the wind. It goes down to nothing at the end of the day. And then if you scroll to Friday's current projections right now, you can see that in the morning, it's a little bit higher on wind for the Friday morning, but then completely dies off and basically becomes no wind at about noon. I did want to f- uh, bring your attention to the temperature in the air because it feels like 41 on Thursday morning, which is not warm all the yeah, way up to cold. you know about 11 a.m. It finally gets warmer to 54. Versus Friday morning, you're gonna have feels like 30s in the morning. So I'm assuming that looks, like, gonna, that looks like like a frost situation. Well, they may end up having a frost delay, which I did look up, and there was one time a couple years ago that they did a 45 minute frost delay. But other than that, I I think you know what else you gotta consider there, Chad. So if we're if you're trying to f- figure out the like what tea times you want to play. Mm-hmm. Nor like pe- normally people are like AM PM that that was there your two options, but in this situation you have AM PM. You also now have to consider potential frost delay. You also have to consider that for three years in a row and like five of the last six or something they haven't finished the first round on time. Exactly. <laughs> so, which so is even leading me more. To try to figure out which guys are going to fit into which window. It is I figured not it out. A. No, I figured it out. Okay. So what, what you do want is you want these guys to go out there, get their round out uh, over with in the morning on Thursday. Get that AM in there. Get those AM guys. And then we don't even have to worry that they're going to get ruined and not finish. So we're going to get the AM guys. are going to have consistent wind. They're going to figure it out, and they're going to play fine. And then they're going to get off the course and all these PM guys are going to, you know, have a better wind opportunity in the afternoon on uh, Thursday. But we're, we're going to have them not finish, show up the morning to finish their round at 30 degree temperatures that maybe is going to get pushed a little bit. And then they're going to end up having to play in a little bit of wind at 10, 11 a.m. or whatever. And then we're going to end up having the PM guys come out with no wind, having 
done a great AM little jobber there, not worried about the cold in the morning, and we're going to have a clean, clear, no wind, breathless, I like no it. pressure Friday Earlier afternoon. the better. I, th- I think I'm in. Earlier the better. Yeah, okay, so we go early late. Darbo, you have any interest in uh, stacking tea times for yourself? So typically what I'll always do, no matter what, is I'll never play more than four golfers from the morning. I'll never do more than 4 a.m. p.m. Okay. 3-3 is usually what you see more often than not in your GPP winning lineups or just inside the top 10. You see a, like a 50-50 or a 60-40. And a lot of times p.m. a.m. is what your ad- advantage wave is. So something like what you're getting down to, like the nitty-gritty, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, if, if, you, <clears throat> if you wanted to dig that far, by all means do so. Of course, you know, the big one that everyone always mentions is remember when the weather was really bad at uh, the players, the players and how it was delayed and whatever yep. wave advantage you thought you were going to get. Well, Frost will do the same thing. Yep. And okay. I so I don't really I don't get too far into the weeds because even during that that players championship, if you looked at the top 10, Seven of them were on one wave. Three of them were on the other. And if you built a lineup was three and three with those golfers, you could have taken down the GPP because it was sure. a miserable score that won. So who right. cares? When it comes down to who cares? No, I agree. I think it's more or less like when you're trying to factor in the $7,800 guy or the $7,500 guy, and one of them's got the quote unquote better wave, you're looking at PM AM and you're looking at JT Adam Scott Scotty Scheffler Hideki and you know like the names that everybody wants to click and they're in the wrong wave well they're gonna be able to emerge from that without a problem I think more than seven K guys so weather is what it is um should we talk about the criteria for clicking because if it's firm and fast normally you don't need as much driving distance but do you think because of the softness we're gonna be focused more on the long hitters Darbo isn't that normally what it is here at uh, at TPC Scottsdale? Like we got, we want a long hitter, but we want an accurate. Do we want to look at total driving? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's a, a bad stat to look at. Uh, I think total driving at most events. I mean, this isn't a long golf course. This isn't a short golf course. Uh, I do believe if you do hit it far, you better not hit it too far offline. I, th- I mean, like a lot of people are saying, like you want to be accurate. But it doesn't really matter, but it does. And then also, you know, short ball hitters can do well here if they hit the fairway. It's like, yeah, I mean, we watched Spieth hit it in the desert that one year, like every other drive and finish fourth. Yeah, exactly. So does it, I mean, does it really matter if you're that accurate? I think it just means it just matters if you don't find yourself behind a tumbleweed or a cactus. Right. Um. Okay, so we have a contest each week. It's uh, $2 to enter. Woohoo! And you can compete up to against 200 people, and the top two people are paid out. Um, I did uh, look at Data Golf this week. I have a subscription to Data Golf to see who they're projecting as uh, players to click. The optimal, I didn't do any changes to their settings. I just wanted the optimal based on nothing. And it started with Scheffler. It got Ben on in there. Uh, ben on is kind of popular this week. He's one of the chalkier names. You he can is, either yeah. choose between Scotty or JT, it seems like. And then your next click is Ben on, which is kind of weird. Um, and then they're going uh, Hadwin, Desert Narrative. 
Somebody is telling people to click Mark Hubbard. I'm pretty sure our guy um, uh, BK's on him. Yeah, BK has him for a hole in one. I heard that on this spot. And then I have Luke List and Aaron Rye. Is this okay to you, Darbo, for an optimal? What's funny, I'm, I'm, when you just said Ben Ann, I'm like, wait a minute. I think that's the very first lineup I built with my optimizer. When Sheffler uh, on Havon Hoffman? I right, think so. it started that way, yeah. Um, I'm also seeing some weird uh, popularity condensing in, on a couple of names. What were they? It was not only Mark Hubbard, but then it was a guy named uh, Corey Connors. Are we into Corey Connors at 8,100? He's being talked about as a name. You can always play good iron players. If they're good, if they're going to be good iron players, eventually they're going to be good putters, and eventually they're going to score well. So always play good iron players. And apparently you don't have to be a good putter here. Have you heard sure you that? Do. You have to you have to make putts to score, Chad. Let's, well, you can be bad at putting. And Scotty Scheffler, worst putter on the tour, won two times in a row here puts well here another weird name that people are clicking and telling me to click is uh kurt kitayama yeah darbo do you see anything on your spreadsheets that want to like lead you to kitayama yeah so okay. uh i okay so i did the segment right before i started building lineups yesterday i've been doing this for the last four weeks and it's helped me win over six hundred dollars uh, I'll just I'll just say it's it it's been working. We'll see if it continues. It could just be a could just be a you know hiccup or whatever you want to call it. I've been doing uh, these bucket combinations for seven K golfers and only seven K golfers because it's going to be your it's like one of the most important ranges to build your lineups with. And when I compile all of them together, I add them all up. Like what's the you know what's the 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 greatest bucket that or bucket combination or golfer that has the bucket combinations that show up inside the top 10 and my number one golfer is akshay batia ah, and then nice. uh down that list is kurt kitty i mean like fourth he's like fourth from the top from that list if i go back the last four weeks fourth in my list was cbez from the american express seventh in my list was matthew pavon at the farmers Last week, fourth in my or fifth in my list was Wyndham Clark. Hmm. And so in this week, it's like, well, Kitayama is right there. So and, and, you know, that could all be happenstance. You know, like I'm not going to say, yep, I figured it out. I know I know how this golf thing works, but he's one of the top guys. Mark Hubbard is one of the top guys. Hmm. So all these names that you're you're saying, oh, hey, so and so is playing this. Yeah, it's all showing up in my stuff, too. Okay. Um, I did buy access to data golf. I no longer have access to the solver. I've given oh, up on wow. that. I didn't, I don't really like what the default settings and the solver spit out each week. And I didn't trust their ownership projections either. They're pretty garbage for the default settings. Now, again, I'm told you're supposed to buy other people's projections and then stick them into the solver. So I kind of screwed that up by going to the solver directly, but either way, I'm got, I'm on datagolf.com right now, looking at the fantasy projections. And on this site, you can see they got a lot of stuff on here. I haven't really figured it all out yet. You can sort by value. You can sort by the ownership projections here. And it shows you right now that Scotty Scheffler is clearly far and away the most owned name at 35.7%. He's $11,600. I think that, uh, you know, does is this a Webb Simpson at the Wyndham situation with Scotty Scheffler? Because I could make a good lineup with Scotty and, uh, you know, 
pepper that seven, upper 7K range a little bit? Or are you trying to avoid this 35% owned? Josh, do you care if this dude's 35% owned? No, because I don't play the I don't play guys that are eleven thousand dollars. <laughs> so you're automatically fading no matter what. Yeah. So then you're happy that he's thirty five percent on. Go ahead and jump on it, everybody. Darbo, are you a fader of a thirty five percent, or does it even make any difference in your um your process? No, uh, the optimal lineup requires the perfect lineup, and if I play Scotty Scheffler ten percent of the time, people will call that stupid because you're not going overweight on him. I yeah. just have a different process than everyone else. I think that's what it also has. You have to remember is what's your process. How do you, how do you get there? What type of contest you're in? Sure. 35%. I don't give a rat's ass whatsoever okay. about that. No, I made like 40 lineups, let's say right now about, and 15 of them with Scheffler just because I like the combinations I can still get yeah. with Scheffler. I don't feel like I'm missing that much because like, I don't, I'm not in love with Ben on it. 88. I'm not in love with Sam Burns at $9,600. Spieth at 95 if he's chalky, meh. But it's like, yeah. I don't know. What, your, question, your question about the greens, you know, like uh, like putting and stuff yeah. like that, these greens are relatively flat. And I was okay. listening to a podcast talk about there's shelves here that you need to be on the right aspect of. Okay. And like that's why Scotty's done so well because it's like reminiscent of the Masters to some extent, not necessarily like that's more undulating. This is more flat, but there's still those little shelves that you want to get on. I think what I'm worried about Scotty is listening to the broadcast talk about the coaching, uh, you know, Scotty's putting coach and stuff like that. He has alignment issues, which is not great. Oh, is that I what mean, Kisner was saying? Uh, I don't know. I wasn't listening to that. That well, Kisner uh, did say that too. I think on the broadcast that, that he has alignment issues, and alignment issues are not good with putting. No. So even when he was gaining strokes, you know, last year and the year before, because uh, that's another topic is how many how many strokes gained putting he had in the last two years. If his alignment just somehow creeped off, yeah, I don't see him making that many putts this year, even if he hits it close. Now. He could fix okay. that. Maybe this is one of those places that he just sees the greens better sure. and somehow gets aligned better. Um, I th I think Scotty doesn't do you any worse than twentieth place. Oh, even absolutely. with bad putting. So, what what's your risk tolerance? You know. Oh, I think I can even look, open this, and get in here and figure out what they're they're guessing that his um top five percentage is. If I look at this, no, I can't. Maybe not. Um, I do want to show you this, which. Oh God, I can't access the screen. It's annoying. <laughs> I used to be able to show Josh's model off to everybody, but I can't anymore. Oh, no. So uh, it would show Scotty's number one in the model. It does. It does show. I wanted to talk about the number two in your model, which is a clown click of the week, actually, which is oh. strange to me that Can Matt Fitzpatrick is ending up as a clown. Oh. <laughs> but he's $9,400. He is. So would you... Uh, I'll click him. Why not? How did he end up second in your model? Let me look. I can tell you. All right. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with Scotty Scheffler. Okay. I'm uh, I'm definitely okay with number three in your model. Sung J.M. Yeah. I think I'm preferring Sung J over, over Fitz myself. Okay. All right. Should we run through the price ranges? I think we can go 9K and above. We've got about five more minutes before we can get out of here. Uh, Scheffler is the top name, but Josh is fading it. Uh, Darbo doesn't care. He's 35%. I don't care. He's 35%. Go Nobody for it. Nobody cares. 
And actually, you can click Scheffler and JT as a combo to start your lineup because there's plenty of options. There's some good, good. clicks in the 6K range. Uh, I usually want to talk about the 9K and above, but I do want to skip all the way down to $6,000 Bud Colley. Are you guys a Bud Colley fan? Uh, Darbo, you know about this Colley guy? Yeah. I mean, I used to play Bud Colley back in like 2018 when DraftKings yeah. was first coming out, 2019. He was a, he's like almost like one of those core 7K uh, plays back then i text chad chad brought this up yesterday or the, i think yesterday the day before he said do you guys remember bud collie and that my response is the exact same i was playing him every week when he was 7k <laughs> yeah so they got, I got another 6k name for you though chad do you want it you have what another 6k name bottom of the barrel 6k do you want it oh boy sure our guy trevor brown in yeah. the chat He's got Galati. Niccolo Galetti. I've seen this guy's name on Twitter a few times. So well, look like at that. You combine name. two min price players with Scotty and JT, and it already bumps you up to almost the average cost of a player. Amazing. Um, I do like Bud Colley as the savings. He's he's friends with guys in the on the tour. Like he has that reputation. I don't know. I think six K is about six hundred or so underpriced. Maybe like I think that's a probably yeah. Consider that a free square. So if you really wanted to start with some uh, expensive 10K and above names, the two of them that are in the field, then you could actually get yourself some savings with Bud Colley. I'm also interested in, in this other 6K name that we're in here and we're talking about it is $6,900. Uh, maybe Darbo knows about him because he's got this distance on his swing. Is it Jake Knapp? Knapp. Do you know anything about this Knapp dude, Darbo? I was watching him play at Farmers. Not, I wasn't there, but I mean, uh, I was paying attention. And also, what was the tournament prior to? I think he was at the American Express. Uh, guy's got a really good golf swing. Obviously, you heard me talk about Ludwig's uh, swing a long time ago, and I told you he's top five yeah. in the world. Yeah. Uh, Jake Knapp isn't quite there, but he's got uh, a really good technique, like a good technically good, or what the hell? What am I trying to say? He's got a technically good golf swing. Nailed it. And he's got the driving distance and he has the swing speed and all this stuff, but he also is sponsored by a vape pen company. Oh boy. <laughs> so, so you're all in, Chad. Yeah, we're all in on that. <laughs> I don't know. I just did that in Las Vegas. Uh Dude, that shit's intense, by the way. There's a lot of 6K names you can just toss in and just... That's why, I don't know. Maybe Scheffler JT isn't such a dumb option you here. Got, especially... You got Sam Ryder just to... Wait, let me get, let me give you this one. The hole-in-one? Free square Sam Ryder. I kind of like you that. Got, uh, you got Waste Management Man himself. Uh, Nate Charlie Lashley? Hoffman. Oh. 65. I only I can go there. He fucking makes all the every cut at this fucking event. What about this? He doesn't do he doesn't do good after that. But Johnny Vegas likes the course. Vegas, yeah, you got. Um, we got we got many names. I think Carson Jameis played this, this week too. McNeely, oh your guy Schmid, who showed up in the model. He did Schmid. Scott. He's thirteenth in the model. Schmid. Scott Stallings is getting a bunch of love. So all right, we're we're. We're giving you options if you'd like to just do it and, sh and bite the bullet on Scheffler JT starts. But I don't think I'm going to do that, actually. I'm going to go back to Tom Brady, Max Homa. Yes. <laughs> I got to. Yeah. How can I call him Tom Brady and then not use him? But... <laughs> I agree. You should. Okay. So then I got a Homa M. How do you guys feel about Homa M? And then you skip down yeah. and you use 
Eric Cole, and that's the three amigo start. Sure. That's a really good cash game. I mean, that's a good league lineup. It's actually my league lineup, so yeah. But I do think if you wanted to, you could go up there and still and you go with the Bud Cauley guy, and then you're like, I don't know, you're, you're getting away from, I don't know, because JT, he does disappoint people sometimes when he's supposed to do really well. A lot of times, because he's a really yeah, so bad putter. Kind of bad putters disappoint people a lot. Okay, there's a clown in the 9K range besides Fitzpatrick. It's Cam Young. Clown, yes. That's a clown. Look at this clown start. If you want Fitz Young for a couple for a couple clowns. He's a clown. Who else is a clown? Then you got Matsuyama's definitely a clown. Hostler's clown. Hey, you better watch out. You shouldn't call uh, Hideki well, a clown. You'll you'll get rid of all your Japanese viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah all, all zero of them. Uh, there's some clouds. This is a good clown lineup, actually. You know, here's something okay. funny. I put Hideki as one of my thumbnails, and it was my largest viewed video for a while at the Zozo Championship. <laughs> like when I was first doing this, like in 2019 or whatever, mm-hmm. to 2020, as Zozo and had Hideki on there, I had like 400 views. Average duration was four seconds. <laughs> they, they just clicked on it and like, oh, this is in English. Let let's move move on. no okay so then in the 9k range you got thigala and wyndham clark in the low end of the 9k range is that interesting to you darbo to start maybe a thigala clark or is that too wild you know what's crazy clark is number two in my model wyndham is Hmm. so my my optimizer is just selecting clark on everything now Hmm. there's a rule that i go with you don't pair up golfers in the same tee time and he's hmm. playing with Scheffler. So I like whenever I click JT, I lock in JT. It's JT Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark's number two. And then I think it drops to Ben Ann or something like that. So I don't know. There's different it's ways. Seven in mine, which is pretty good. What's that? He's seven in mine. Wyndham Clark is. It's pretty high. He's good. But what was that? Nobody wanted him at $7,400 last week and now he's 91. I did. No, we all. No. Us smart we people. Did. We did. Josh won our league with that with Wyndham Clark. We did. Oh, yeah. Congrats. He would Thank have you. collapsed tremendously on Sunday. I believe so too. I'm ready for a collapse from Wyndham Clark. I don't know if I'm going back to Wyndham Clark. I would rather skip to the 8K range and pepper the 8K range because this is the time of year, maybe. Because we don't know. Nobody's good. Nobody's bad. This is one of those tournaments with shitty players. So maybe you just go with the 8K range and you just hold your nose. Click them all in. Look at this lineup you can create. If you start with Ben Ott, no, let's start with Tom Kim, Cole, Hideki, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, and Hadwin. Are you kidding me? Sign me up for a double up with that one. Is Ricky bad again? Ricky I think might he is. be bad again. I think he's bad again. What? He was like, he had some birdies last week. I forgot what he finished. What did he finish? A 47th? That's three days, but. Hmm. He missed. Yeah, but he likes the course, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got a win in the second. Wait, let and me I think, up. according to Data Golf, this is one of the stickier course history courses. Oh, he's really bad off the tee again. Yeah, really bad. Oh, we want a good off the tee. So maybe you fade Fowler. Uh, should we check in? And really the- bad putting. Holy moly! Sorry, I got sidetracked. Yeah, I don't. I, there's other names I'd rather have, and then even in the 8K range alone, I'd rather go. Well, Hadwin, actually, which is weird. Is Hadwin a fraud? Maybe. 
I think he's just a he's just a journeyman, just a serviceable guy. Like eight K is a perfect price point for him. Seventy six to eighty two is a, a good price point for uh, Adam Hadwin. Okay, let's talk the seven K range, and then we can get out of here. You have Norn at the top of the range. Siwoo Kim is getting some clicks. I don't know. Oh, he does. Siwoo. Brian Harmon is not getting clicked. He's seventy eight hundred dollars. He is making the cut almost every single time he's ever played here, except for once. This is he's so consistent here. I had him at like eighty eight hundred when I priced the players. I think seventy eight hundred dollars for Brian Harmon. That's that's clickable. Oh yeah, for sure. All of these names, Baktia, we like Berger. He's finally mm-hmm. again alive, not hurt. He likes the course somewhat. He had a couple top tens. Lowry's now seventy seven hundred. Let's maybe go with that, or you can go with Denny McCarthy at seventy six. Even Dietrich's here at seventy six. Putnam seventy six. Grio's good. Montgomery's good. Bazaden, who's playing well. Hubbard, people are telling me to play. Hoagie's here. Kitayama. I mean, the seven K range is juicy. It is. Maybe you got to play hundred and eighty lineups, Darbo, because you can't click. Yeah, everybody. you just got to play all these guys. Yeah. Who's your favorite, Darbo? Um, out of the seven K range, I I want to say I've got Bakhtia. like there's there's a few of them. Uh, Hubbard is definitely one of them. So too is Kitayama. Believe it or not. Um. If I was just going like heart play, Burger would be one. Excuse me. But I'm still a little concerned about just, I wouldn't so much say rust. Like he looked good at the, because I was doing this on my pod. I was looking at him. I'm like, I mean, Burger had like a top 10 at the American Express. That's what I remember when I go back. He was 40th. And I'm Hmm. like, well, how in the hell did he drop to 40th? He looked so sharp on like Hmm. Thursday, Friday. So I was like, okay, maybe not. And then he he missed the cut at the Farmers, which is a tough track. And to me, it's like that just that's too much concern for me. Like I think his potential's really like really good. Uh, yeah, and, and when he's good, he's a nine K golfer easily. Yes, in this field, oh, in sure. this field, yeah. I so. think I think I'm gonna give you a controversial one. I kind of like Thomas Dietrich this week. I like him. That's my guy. Yeah. I always like Thomas Dietrich. Some people always. are giving him crap online, like. You know, he's going to like I I, the circles that I kind of follow talk about how he has uh, Sunday collapses and the fact that there wasn't a Sunday at the Pro-Am was very beneficial for Dietrich because they thought he was going to he was going to collapse like he did at the Farmers. But it's like, dude, go and look at every single PGA tournament. You only get like maybe four or five guys that have four really good rounds of golf put together. Exactly. More often than not, inside the top 10 or top 20, you're going to find that it is three sub-70 rounds and then one round that's somewhere between 71 to 74. It'll always be that way because it's difficult to put four rounds together. So I don't really care when it is. Dietrich getting me at 7,600. If he gets me a top 10, he's the play. So yep. you play Dietrich. I yeah. said this two weeks in a row now, so we can make it three weeks in a row if we want. The When he was solo Euro Tour... He was like staple 10K, like 10K high 9K guy. This is a bad field, and he's 7,600. I th- like, I think 7,600 is very criminal. Cheap. Oh, yeah. He's coming off of a couple good finishes, too. So I'm into that. But then, or you just go into the 7K range in the low end of the 7K range because you have like this Kevin Yu guy, some people like now. Like you mentioned, Kiriyama's there. Um, Billy Horschel, uh, EVR, Aaron Rye was in that optimal. There's some names. Ak wrote a guy I hear about. Mm-hmm. I like because his name's Ak. 
I wanted to ask you about the clowns, though. Apparently, nobody wants this Ryan Fox guy. Do we know anything about Ryan Fox? He's like third on that 7K combo bucket thing for me. (laughs) So he also was up there during the farmers and missed the cut. But you have to have amnesia when you're doing this. Who cares? You know, like he has the potential to to do well. For clowns, I think Horschel is your clown. I think a lot of people go back to Horschel because they think... This is a course that he's doing really, you know, he's done well so far. He had it going in the fall season or whatever, the fall stretch. And then it's like, this is a good golf course. Doesn't matter what happened last few weeks. The last few weeks, he looked like garbage. Yeah, he does. I know. I want to pretend like I like him, but I don't. uh, Don't pretend like you don't like him. (laughs) No, no. I mean, like, I want to like him this week, but I I, I can't ignore what he's saying, especially when he's when he's stuck around like the Luke Litz who's winning tournaments. Eric Van Ruin's winning tournaments and you got Kuchar loves the course. Other people down here like Road or whatever. Wait Um, a second. second. You went weeks in a row playing that idiot. When he was getting last, he said his swing sucked. He was getting last place. You're like, I'm still on him. He's going to come back. And now you're just off him? Now you're off him? Which one? Well, no, I, Which I used him at the 3M Open, and that was the one time he did well. Remember? That was when I started I getting I back on him. I, I, know. I just remember being in front of you like, for him being an ass, and you just kept playing him and playing <laughs> and playing. Well, let's talk about the players that are in your model that are ass, that are in the top 10. They're <laughs> okay. actually yeah, yeah, fifth. Adam yeah. Shank is fifth in your model. He is. Yeah. That's your guy. You better Shank pick Adam Shank. You can just He's the top 7K guy. Shank is the top 7K guy that pops in my optimizer. It, he is always with any Scotty Scheffler lineup that's created. Shank shows up. Him huh. and Kucher and Aaron Rye. It's disgusting. How about a Shank Scheffler Schmid start? Just a sh lineup. <laughs> That's that is what Darbo wants you to do because he's got Scheffler number one, he's got Shake number five, and Schmid thirteen. There you go. Why don't you go, Scott? You that's that's uh, Josh, not not that's Darbo. Me, yeah. Josh. Oh, yeah. sorry. What? I, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Not you. I would never put you on a Schmid. <laughs> I do like Schmid though. <laughs> <laughs> what about SH Kim? <laughs> I do like SH Kim too. <laughs> this is a this is a model lineup for. Uh, they don't even have SH Kim as SE in here. Speed S. No, all right. Uh, should we be done or is this enough? What did I have written written up? Oh gosh. Okay. So I was gonna give away some t-shirts. Darbo, I gotta send you a t-shirt. <clears throat> um oh shit, I was gonna wear mine here. I'm gonna go yeah, get whoops. it. Yeah, whoops. But then we didn't have uh Quagnus, he wasn't here today, and then I forgot to I ran out of time. My kid is sick, so he's home. So I had to do a bunch of stuff today and I finally got to the office and it's like, oh my god, I that's that. a sweet, that's a sweet t-shirt. Oh, yeah. So uh like subscribe. You gotta be a subscriber, you gotta like the video, or I don't even know. I probably won't be able to figure out if you liked it or not. I really would like to give people who want the t-shirt a t-shirt. So if you do actually want it, make a comment that hey, I want that, and then it helps me actually put you into the drawing, which I will actually do next week. Love that because it's a, another signature event. Eric Darbo, yeah. sweet spot DFS. He's at work right now, chatting with us. <laughs> yeah, Thanks working on the that. side. Yeah. Cheers to you. Cheers to Jish Swish. Appreciate you guys being here. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> you didn't you didn't prepare you didn't prepare anything for the show. You didn't know exactly what No, I have no notes. notes. The best way to do it.
Drink beers. Yeah.